Okay, so we continue with some questions. Right, so this person asks, it's a follow-up from one of the questions about the Holy Spirit. Okay, the person asks this, does demon possession involve the dwelling of evil spirit within the possessed individual? Alright, so you know you read in the Bible there is people that were demon-possessed, correct? So the person asks, does the evil spirit actually live in the person? Now, if so, how is it different from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that God always talks about for the believers? Alright, so let me try to explain the question, just in case the younger ones don't understand. God says that for the believer, for the believer, so this is a believer with Christ in the heart, right? This is a believer. Does a believer have the Holy Spirit? Grace. Yes? The believer have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit dwells in the person, right? Dwells in the person. Shane, what is it called? It's called in, alright, the indwelling. Alright, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then, so the person asks, in the New Testament, for example, we see that people that were possessed by evil spirit, people that were possessed by evil spirit, what's the difference? Do the evil spirit dwell in them? Does the, Holy, uh, does the evil spirit dwell in them? So why don't we look at some verses? Look at some verses. Let's turn to Mark chapter 5. Alright, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Let us read um, verse 8. Verse 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. So the Lord Jesus told the unclean spirit, He said, Come out. Right? Mark 5 8. He said, Come out from, from the man. You are an unclean spirit. So there was a come out. Elim, um, come out means what? Means in the first place? Huh? In the first place? The spirit, the unclean spirit was where? Was in the person, right? Means in the first place, the, the unclean spirit was in the person, was in the person. Then you look further down, let's look at verse 13. Shall we read verse 13? And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. The unclean spirit went out and entered into the swine, and ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Alright, that is verse 30, uh, verse 8, uh, verse, verse 13, right? Verse 13. So now the Lord cast them out. Because in verse 12, let's read verse 12. Sorry, I forgot about that. Verse 12, let's read. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that may, we may enter into them. So, understand what's happening? There were the unclean spirits 
possessing this man, the unclean spirit possessing this man. Now Jesus says, unclean spirit, get out of this man. And then the unclean spirits, they say, oh Lord Jesus, can you please let us go to the swine? I don't know how to draw swine. Do you want to draw swine? This swine, is it? Alright. Swine is a kind of pig, right? Right, so swine. So then there was herd of swine nearby, herd of uh, many of them nearby. So these evil spirits, let us, so Jesus, get out. Lord Jesus says, get out from this man. And then the evil spirit says, can, I, can we get into? Into. So there is the out, and then there is the into. And in the first place, the evil spirit was in the man. Okay, in the man. So now this person's question is this. Um, actually, we read another passage because this person is asking Matthew chapter 12. Let's turn to Mat Matthew chapter 12. Um, let's read verses 43 to 45. One, two, reading. So now we also read about a man taking seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter in and dwell in there. So there's entering. This evil spirit is entering and dwell in there. Okay, so now, then last passage. Let's read John 13, 27. John 13, 27. John 13, 27, let's read together. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said unto him, That thou doest, do quickly, but for a sake... Uh, okay. Now, so now the person is asking this. Does the Bible say the Holy Spirit dwells in us? John 14, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, right? Dwells in us, dwells in us. And then there are evil spirit, that evil spirit that dwells in and they come out also so the person's question is this what's the difference between the holy spirit dwelling in us and the evil spirit dwelling in people uh, shane what is the meaning of the holy spirit dwelling in us let's turn to john chapter 14 john chapter 14 john 14 one, uh, verse 17, shall we read verse 17 together? Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Alright, so the Bible here talks about the Holy Spirit dwelling with men, and dwelling in men. 
So Shane, do you remember when God says the Holy Spirit dwells in man? What does it mean? Alright, so when God says dwell in man, He's talking about a relationship. Just relationship? Okay, relationship with believer and He will dwell with you and dwell in you. So there's a fellowship, right? He will dwell with you. Fellowship. Because when we are doing the Holy Spirit doctrine, people always think, oh, the Holy Spirit dwells in me. What they're thinking is, means the Holy Spirit dwells inside me. Lives inside me. Now, why, why do people have this concept and this thinking? And why is it important, right? So, Jennifer and all that. Why is it important to, to be very clear about this doctrine? Because, by and large, the Baptists, for example, the dispensationalists, they believe that in the Old Testament, this red, red is not good, can't see. In the Old Testament, uh, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit dwells, dwells, dwells inside the people, uh, does, does not dwell in people. And then in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit now dwells in people. Okay? So that's the usual concept. Actually, who used to think like that? I used to be taught like that. I used to think like that. Only I Chung and I. Okay. Now, so that is the concept. And that is a very common concept. It's, today it's happening. You talk to people, say, only in the Old Testament... The people have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. In the New Testament, uh, does not have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. Only in the New Testament, when Jesus says and promised, then in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit dwells in them. Now, that is a problem. Okay, because God tells us, if any man do not have the Holy Spirit, Susan, what does it mean? If any man does not have the Holy Spirit, He's none of His. So the Bible tells us if any man do not have the Holy Spirit, he's none of His. Means he is not what? Susan? Not a believer. So God says if a person does not have the Holy Spirit, he is not a believer. If you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. So the same for the Old Testament. Because of this in, inside or not inside, they say Old Testament people do not have the Holy Spirit. If the Old Testament people do not have the Holy Spirit, it means they are not saved. Understand that. So this doctrine must be very clear in our minds. Isaac, do the Old Testament people have the Holy Spirit? If they are saved, if they are not saved, do they have the Holy Spirit? Unsaved people don't have. So to say that the Holy Spirit did not dwell in them, like the Holy Spirit dwells in the New Testament believer, is theologically wrong. Understand that? It's wrong. So clear that up in your mind. So we covered that. So the Old Testament people have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. The New Testament have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them as long as you're a believer. Elim. Or, or Chloe. Last time. Do the Old Testament people, do Old Testament believers have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them? Yes, Old Testament people have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. 
New Testament people have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them, the same. Now, so this person is thinking, well, when we say this, how, how do we know? Because when the Bible says the Holy Spirit dwells in you, the God is saying simply this, you are in a relationship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When a person does not have the Holy Spirit dwelling in him, what it means in the Bible is the person does not have a relationship with God, does not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is what it means. It's a relationship thing, okay? Otherwise, you have to think of how God is going to squeeze into you, right? God is infinite. How does God squeeze into you? Can God, Well, Solomon said, what did Solomon say about the temple of God not being able to render? The temple of God. Solomon built a huge temple. Who's bigger than the Solomon? Who's bigger than Solomon Temple? Isaac, are you bigger than Solomon Temple? No. Solomon Temple is huge, and Solomon said, "Even this temple that I built cannot contain you." The point is this: this indwelling is not about location. Do you understand? It's not about location. It's about relationship. Okay. So be clear. As long as you are a believer, you, have, you are in a relationship with God, you have ongoing fellowship with Him. Okay, the younger ones, I hope you just listen, but I make sure the, the older ones understand. Phoebe, do you understand? No, right? So I know it's a bit difficult. Just remember Holy Spirit dwelling in a person, it means it's in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It means it's a safe person, okay? Okay. So now, so this person say, if... The Holy Spirit dwelling in a person means the person is a safe person, is in a relationship and fellowship with God. If it means relationship and fellowship, then when evil spirits, when evil spirits, when the Bible says they're in them, when out of them, in and out, is it about location or is it about relationship and fellowship? Do you understand the question now? Okay, so is it the same? Because when you read these verses, it keeps talking about go in, come out, go in, come out, take in, go in, go in, go in, and come out, right? So, is this about evil spirits living, going inside, squeeze inside, and live inside? Is it about that? Then he walked too fast, then, then oh, part of it come out. Is it like that? Is it location? What do you think? Shenry, what do you think? Are there Holy Spirit? Are, are there Bible verses that are talking about the Holy Spirit entering and going? We call it come upon. Eh? The Holy Spirit came upon. Usually, Holy Spirit came upon refers to believers or unbelievers. Both, but usually used for unbelievers. The Holy Spirit came upon. The no more space, no more ink. The Bible does talk about. The Holy Spirit come upon. Okay? Came upon. Believers, God does use that word. Even unbelievers, the Bible does use the word come upon. Come upon. Alright? But the Bible would never use dwell in for unbelievers. The Bible is always consistent. Dwell in talks about a relationship. That's why it's about a safe person. Come upon, um, Justin. You said this morning I didn't ask you at BBK. 
Right? So now I ask you, you know, you're very prominent, I can see you. Right? Came upon. What does come upon? The Holy Spirit came upon. What does it mean? Dwell in is a relationship. Come upon. Feel. Now we will have feeling. But come upon means actually control. Takes control. Takes control. Alright? Takes control. So believers, you will have all these terms. But unbelievers, mainly just come upon. Came upon. Alright? Came upon. So control. Um, so do you think the evil spirits dwelling inside is really going inside, living inside, walking with the person? Or is it... Say again? Or is it just... What's the question? Oh, no. <coughs> well, come upon, right? Yeah. Do you mean come upon, like evil spirits come upon unbelievers? Or? Oh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Bible does talk about the Holy Spirit coming upon unbelievers. Come upon. The point is this. Does God only, con- does God only work, or put it this way, is the Holy Spirit able only to work in believers or in believers and unbelievers? Mabel? Both. The Holy Spirit is God. So sometimes people think, oh, Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit only dwell in believers, then Holy Spirit can only work in believers. Holy Spirit have no control over unbelievers. Unbelievers are so strong, Holy Spirit can't control them. Alright? The Bible tells us many times that the Holy Spirit actually controls unbelievers also. That is the power of God. Right? So don't think that your your Young ones, can the Holy Spirit... Okay, maybe your teacher is not a believer. I know I always ask Christian school students. Alright. Is your teacher a believer, a Christian? No. Can the ho- Then your teacher is giving you a hard time. Alright. Then you pray. Oh, Lord, please make my teacher not give me such a hard time. I'm being a good girl already, but she gives me a hard time. Lord, please... Do something to help my teacher not to be so difficult with me. Will God can God go and work on that unbeliever? Can or not? Yes. Right? So yes, we pray. God my boss is very difficult. God my teacher is very difficult. But make sure you're not a difficult student, huh? Disobedient student. God can God go and control them? Yes. The Bible tells us come upon them. But God does not have an ongoing relationship with them. They're not saved. Understand that. So now this person say is, is in and out, in and out, location or relationship. What do you think? Okay, who have I not asked? The older ones. Okay, over there. Sing Yun. What do you think? It sounds like location, right? It sounds like location. The control sounds like location because God does quite repeatedly see in, in and out and then go into the swine, right? And control the swine, right? Now, evil spirits, are they omnipresent? What is omnipresent? Elim, what's omnipresent? Buy you a lot of presents. What's omnipresent? Everywhere, right? Everywhere. Are evil spirits, 
Alright. Is, is evil spirit A? Is evil spirit A everywhere? Can it be everywhere at the same time? Can? Evil spirits can? Cannot. Only God is omnipresent, alright? So in the evil spirits case, it can be the individuals taking control. The point is, is individuals controlling individuals. Individuals controlling individuals. This in is really, it can control your mind. It can control your mind. That is what it means. But it's individual to individual because they are not omnipresent. But God, the Holy Spirit, is it omnipresent? He is. He is. Can He have a relationship and work in believers all around the world at the same time? Yes. In that sense, it's locative in that sense. They can only be present at one place, doing one thing to one person at one time and controlling their mind. But the Holy Spirit is a relationship with all believers. Okay? I don't know actually why the person asked that, but the person is not here. But the main thing we want to learn is this. The main thing we want to learn is, no, I mean the person is not here, not that I'm insulted, but I'm just saying, I don't really know why the person, what exactly the person wanted to ask. Not why the person asked and don't be here. <laughs> because I need to ask the person to watch the video today, just in case he thinks I'm scolding him. Okay, so, so there are lessons that I want you all to learn. The point is this. Okay, young ones, listen. Are evil spirits real? Yes, evil spirits are real. The Bible records them controlling people, living controlling pigs, swine, right? Controlling. So evil spirits are real. Understand that. Are you afraid of evil spirits, Jemima? Jemima? No. Wow, so any kids at camp is afraid of the dark, they come and look for you. Are you afraid of why are you not afraid of evil spirits? Because the Holy Spirit is with you. But then what happens if it's like this very powerful a whole bunch of them tries to come and attack you? Are you afraid? No. Why? Because God is more powerful. God is more powerful. Now let's turn to um, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Now young ones, actually I want period. Keep asking about evil spirits. I want you to learn something. Huh? Don't get obsessed with evil spirits. Um, John, 1 John 4.4, 4, alright? So young ones, let's read together. 1 John 4.4, 4, reading, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. When God says little children, it's not only the little children in this room, alright? So adults the same. We are children of God. Now God says that, who is in you? Phoebe, who is in you? Who dwells in you? Phoebe, who dwells in you? Just now we learn. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. God dwells in us. And the Bible tells us that He that dwells in you is greater. Is greater than He that is in the world. Right? So that is a great assurance. Jennifer, does the Holy Spirit dwell in you? Yes? Or no? <laughs> Alright. Miss Jennifer, okay. You'll see the part I still got you mixed up. Does the Holy Spirit 
<laughs> okay. Is, is it, does the Holy Spirit dwell in me? Yes, but I'm not known about Jennifer. <laughs> okay, Veronica, does the Holy Spirit dwell in you? Because you are? How to have the Holy Spirit dwell in you? So, young ones, have you believed in Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you have not asked Jesus Christ grace, have you asked Jesus Christ to be your God and Savior? Right, good. If you ask Jesus Christ, please forgive me of my sins, be my God and Savior, God will send the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. What it means is God the Holy Spirit will be with you. Everywhere you go, He is with you. Because God is everywhere. God is everywhere means everywhere is before God. Everywhere is in the presence of God. So you're always before God. You're very safe, right? And the Holy Spirit is God. Who is more powerful, evil spirits or the Holy Spirit? Grace. Who is more powerful? Evil. One million thousand. One million thousand. One million Holy Spirit. One million devils and, and unclean spirit. One million of them. Is more powerful or Holy Spirit is more powerful? The Holy Spirit. So what is the most important thing? You have the Holy Spirit. Okay, so should we afraid? Are you afraid? Who is afraid of the dark? Oh, see, very honest. Well, okay. Very honest. Okay. Who is afraid of the dark? Go sleep with Jemima, right? So you can meet the next round. Next round. Now, should you be afraid? Don't be afraid. Alright? Don't be afraid anymore. The Holy Spirit is with you. Alright? So young ones, in the dark and all that, whenever you are afraid, what do you do? Pray. Think of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing to fear. He's all-powerful. There's nothing to fear. So stop being fearful. Now let me ask you, um, Michelle, why are you afraid of all this whole evil spirit and the dark? Um, it's more of like after you watch horror or like detective movies and then when you brush your teeth in the toilet, you feel like there's wind blowing. Right. So it's because you watch all this horror story, alright? That's exactly the answer I want. <laughs> 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 when you watch horror stories and all that, do you know why you have all this fear? Because you watch all these things that Satan wants you to watch and fear. Does Satan want you to fear him? Does evil spirits want you to fear him or they want you to trust in God? Which? Elim? Satan and his evil spirits like you to fear them. They like you to fear them. How they make you fear them and keep thinking about them is to keep creating all these ghost stories, ghost story books, movies. And then you keep watching them, and then you fear. Does God want to us to have a spirit of fear? No. Alright, so remember we learned in camp, the conies, what they do? They, they take precaution. Very good. They avoid, right? If you know that is something that will make you fear, what should you do? Watch more of it, is it? Uh, avoid it. Avoid it. Turn away from it. Avoid it. Now, I have nephew and nieces that when they're young, you, the parents can't even go to the toilet. They're afraid to be alone. It's always must be with the parents. One must sleep with the parents. They're fearful. Right? Fearful all the time. Because they keep reading all these ghost story books. Watching these ghost movies. So, who watch those things? If you're fearful, stop. God doesn't want you to watch those things. Okay? Yes. If you're not fearful, can you watch them? If you're not fearful, can you watch them? Uh, Cornelius. <laughs> no. Why? They're ungodly. Alright? Ungodly. 
So these are things that Satan likes to create, make people think about these things. So whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any then do what? Think on these things, right? So God says, God says He knows that we like to go and watch all this. Right? God says, focus our mind. Let these things be things we think about and be occupied with. Not things that Satan likes to create. Right? Not are they lovely? The world actually find them lovely. All these satanic things. They love to worship them. They're not lovely. God says they are not lovely. Mm? They are evil. They are wicked. So God says don't, right? That that is something that we don't. It's a bit like that. If you don't get controlled by drugs, should you take drugs? We shouldn't, right? So things that Satan invent, God says don't touch those things. Don't touch. Now that's number one. So should not be fearful, alright? Who are the fearful ones again? One, two, three, four, well suddenly extra ones, right? <laughs> Five. Alright, you're fearful. So now you just can remember first John chapter four verse. For Jesus is greater, the Holy Spirit greater in you. They will run away. Now, this is another thing that I want to say. Do you have friends in school that like to play all those, those, um, those what? Give me an example. Uji bots. You spell it like that? How you spell? J A. J A. Sorry, I don't play them, so I don't know. <laughs> Is it correct? Whose schoolmates play with these things? What is that? I don't know. Those boards, right? Boards and then all sorts of... I don't even want to describe because you will go and read out about it and try. Now all these are things that are of dark forces. Evil. Invented for that. Invented for that. I said in the beginning, are evil spirits real? They are real. Do you want to go and play with evil spirits? No. I'm not talking about your brother, alright? <laughs> Do you want... No. Okay, you don't want to. So we should not. It's very dangerous. Alright, don't play with all these things. At one time, it was some pencil, right? Some pencil or pen, and then you make them move. You have any friends who do that? Anyone? You had. What do they do? Alright, so they, they put a pencil and then they say stuff and see if the pencil moves. They're hoping that evil spirits will come and move the pencil, correct? Actually, I don't understand. Are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Are you afraid of all these evil spirits? Yes. But I love to play with it. Mm? So don't. Don't even start. If your friends play with those things, um, Chloe, what, what should you do if your friends play with all those things? Tell them not to. Wow, this one is even better. Tell them not to. And they say, we like to. Chloe, come and join us. So what should Chloe do? Reject it. Alright? How, how do you reject it, Chloe? Say no. Okay. No, 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 no. But you keep standing there and watch. Yes? What should you do? Go look for other friends. Go away. Alright, go away. Okay, Grace? 
Ah, wait, no. Okay, Caleb. So, Caleb, what do you do when they play with those things? You kick the pencil away. <laughs> they beat you. No, don't do that. Yes? You do your work. Alright. Where do you do your work? I ran out of pencils. <laughs> I borrowed. Just do your work. Alright. Just do your work. Ignore them. Don't be interested in those things. Ken, alright. I just want to make sure that you don't get curious with those things. Don't get curious. God doesn't want us to play with those things. Alright? Dear? Yes? Do you have friends who play that in Melbourne? We only have stories from Perth. Any friends do that in Melbourne? In your school? No. No, Melbourne schools are all very good. <laughs> okay. Now, there's another one. Now, for the adult, I want to emphasize one thing also. We... Actually, uh, I think, uh, Esther, you asked this question before, right? Now, what happens if you have friends? You have friends that, that people tell you um, possessed with evil spirit. They're possessed with evil spirit. Okay, so, now, sometimes when... Right, this is for the adults pay attention. This is a very important theology. They're possessed with the Holy Spirit, and then they will call pastors. And they'll call, hey, pastor, my friend is possessed with the evil spirit. Can you please and come and do what? Come and? Come and? Cast. Come and cast out. Come and cast out the unclean spirit. Come and cast them out. Now, one of the... At one time, at one time, there was a, there's a BP church in Singapore, it's called Calvary Jurong. Calvary Jurong BP. And the pastor there keeps doing casting out of demons. Right? Keep doing casting out of demons, keep practicing that. And as a result of it, it, it caused a lot of disarray in church. Uh, sorry, I got the wrong church. Galilee BP, not Calvary Jurong. Galilee BP, the one that is next to Calvary Pandan, right? Galilee BP. When I'm wrong, can you please speak up? <laughs> Alright, so Galilee BP, alright? You know, I keep going on and on, and everyone keep thinking. Now, so Galilee BP, then it kept going on and on, and then the whole church was always in disarray. It's always about casting out, they turn up late at night, they do all those things, cast out demons, bring pork to, pork to church, I was told, bring pork to church because it's a Muslim demon or something like that. Well, all sorts of things. It was a big mess. Big mess. People were just obsessed with it. Now, in fact, for me to pass my exams for to be a minister, that is one of the articles I must research and write about and explain what is the biblical way to deal with demon possession. Do you know why? Because of that, churches began to split. Problems began to happen. So it is very important that we know the history and we know we don't fall into this. What should we do when someone is demon-possessed? Uh, ben Cho, what should we do? Awesome. Call the tall big Ben there. The biggest one, look for oh, Ben, the biggest guy. What should we do? Awesome. Fast and pray. Okay, fast and pray so no McDonald's <laughs> on Friday night alright stay back and pray what do you mean say further so the person is running around crazy so we all quickly kneel down and fast and pray mm -hmm. 
Don't act smart and go and jump on the guy and try to cast out demon. What should you do then? What are you fasting and praying for? That they don't attack you. <laughs> what are you fasting and praying for? That the victim will be saved. Lord, please save the victim. What victim? Okay. Please save the victim. Please save the victim. Um, Jennifer, I got it right this time. Jennifer, how to, how to get the victim saved? Share the gospel. So this safe is about spiritual salvation. Huh? It's not lock the person up to keep him safe inside a cage. Safe means share the gospel. Why do you want to share the gospel and get the person saved? Elaine? Only when the person know the gospel and is saved, is saved, then we have the Holy Spirit, what? Indwelling, right? Indwelling with the person, right? When the Holy Spirit have, when the person have the Holy Spirit, means the person is saved. Who is more powerful? Chloe, the Holy Spirit or the demon that is in the person? The Holy Spirit. So the way for a person, the way for church to deal with demon possession cases is what, Alex? Preach the gospel when the person is saved. Now let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's read verses 19 and 20 together. 19 and 20. Uh, okay, reading 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So God says when you are saved, God calls you the holy temple, the temple, because He dwells with you, dwells in you. He has a relationship with you. And if you are the temple of God, the, whole, the spirits that are bothering you, they will run away. They will run away. It's not by casting. We are not the apostles. Understand that. Those are gifts, signed gifts of the apostles. Today, God simply says, He that is in you is greater than He that is outside. Number one, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. They will flee. So the aim is to get the person saved. The aim is to get the person saved. Not keep casting. Not keep casting. I attended a church, my first church, that's what they do. Keep casting. Keep casting. Alright? There was someone in the church that was like that. Keep casting. Whole night casting, casting, casting. We're not talking about casting a, a, a movie. Eh? We're talking about casting out demons. It's very, it's very tiring. And then, it's meaningless actually to get the person saved. To get the person saved. Now, so I know what's on your mind. How to get the person saved is a person is demon-possessed. How? Vincent? Um, the demon will not have complete control of the person's mind. So, um, the person, uh, if he hear and believe, then uh, the demon will be killed. Alright, so, you can still preach the gospel. Right? In some of these cases, 
they actually listen, they can understand. Remember even those that were possessed by evil spirits, they came to ask for help. Right? They came to ask for help. So, you can preach the gospel, they can understand. They can understand. Okay, so, very often we ask them to read. Read scriptures. Read themselves. Preach the gospel. Okay, so that's the way to handle this, alright, adults? So, um, Esther, did I answer your question about that? Alright, so it's about that, right? So, she was asking, what to do, how to help this friend? What to do, how to help this friend? Now, are they all real cases? What do you think? Some are fake. Alright, some are fake. They want attention. Do you think they are such? You think so? Have you encountered? No. <laughs> now, how do you know? Some are fake. Alright? Some are fake. We have fake ones walking to our church before. No? We have fake ones. Um, why do you think they fake it? Why do you think they fake it? Josiah. Why do you think they fake it? No idea. Why would someone be so crazy? <laughs> why? Now, very... Actually, may I ask... Um, Leah, why do you think they fake it? Not sure. Okay, maybe I'll ask parents. Claude, why do you think they fake it? See, parents always know. <laughs> right? They want attention. They want attention. So kids, don't fake it. Your parents know. Right? Your parents know. Sometimes another kid fake it and other kids will say, just faking it. Right? So sometimes that... Now, the thing is this. This kind of things is always, always raised by Satan to disrupt the church. Understand that? So all these demons, demon possession and all that, we just move on, preach the gospel. Don't let the whole church go into disarray and distraction. I want to say that again. Why I had to write this paper? It's because consistently we see people that are obsessed with casting, dealing with all these things. The church goes into a disarray and gets distracted. Understand that? Just preach the gospel. Move on. Don't make it a big thing. That is the attention that Satan wants. There's the attention that sometimes people want. So this girl came in and said, you know, I, I, I get possessed by, by evil spirits. Alright? And then she purposely don't comb her hair and look. Right? I get possessed. So I don't know. Is it true or not? I don't know. And then all the sisters gather around her. Pastor, Pastor, this person needs help. She says she's always possessed by evil spirits. Okay? Then the person come and tell a lot of stories. And then a lot of people attention around her. Then she comes for prayer meeting. Then during prayer meeting, every time get possessed when? During prayer meeting. So during prayer meeting, when I'm praying with people, they're not, hey, pastor, pastor, she's possessed now, she's possessed now. Hurry up, hurry up. Come down and cast. Now, if I didn't write those papers, I have no clue about these things. In other words, you know, what we're asked to write, Satan's tricks are always the same. One, I thought only in Singapore, Perth the same. <laughs> Everywhere the same. Dif different place, Satan still sends his own same tactic. So they say, well, a lot of distraction. They come, you know, pastor, deal with this, deal with this. Then after some time, I realize she somehow is okay when a lot of people are in the room with her. Hmm? Then over time, I realize this person is faking it. 
So the next time I say, please don't get distracted by her. Please don't get don't let the church be in disarray because of her. They come in to cause disarray. Know that. Even if it's real ones, it's to cause disarray. Fake ones also the same. So after some time I say, ignore her. Hey Pastor, how can you? She needs help, you know? How can you be so heartless? I say you have to trust me. Ignore her. After a few times, nothing. After a few times, stop coming. Go and terrorize someone else. Don't disrupt us. Right? So the lesson to learn for adults in church is if this happens, please understand how to deal how what is the right way to deal with it. And re- remember it's always to cause disruption, distraction. Alright? Okay, so don't get too too obsessed by this. Don't get too upset. Any questions so far? Questions? No. So, Isaac, are you still afraid of the dark? Maybe you will be, but you keep remembering that who is greater? God is greater. Is God with you? Because you believe in Jesus, right? Now, Isaac, why are you afraid of the dark? Do you remember why, when it started? No. Now, please look at this last part, 1 Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, all right, verse 19. Uh, where is it? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Okay, let's read together. For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit. Which ye are, which are God's. So, Michelle, to answer your question, should we play with these things? From this verse, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. So, should we play with this thing based on this verse? No. No, because when you play with these things, you don't give glory to God. Right? You're giving attention to these evil spirits. Hmm? So, so no, like murder books, horror books, murder book, horror books, books detective books, etc., etc., etc. What do you think? Uh, who's hiding behind? Ah, Jeremy. Why are you so all the way to the back now, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy? Should I read horror books, detective books, murder stories, that sort of books? No. Why? Draws your attention away from God to some of these things. Now, if these things make you fearful, or even they don't, they don't make you fearful, but it draws your attention away. We have very limited time in a day, correct? Caleb, is it true? You have a lot of time in a day? Maybe school holidays, yes. <laughs> when we have time, what's the best thing to do with our time? Vincent, what's the best thing to do with our time? Study God's Word. Study God's Word. Change, remember we studied? Replace, always replace. Replace them with spiritual things. If you want to grow spiritually, we replace. Those things don't help us to grow spiritually. Maybe I'll ask the other way. Cornelius, Enoch. Enoch, you're here. Enoch. Enoch, in order to grow spiritually, what books should you read more? Horror, murder, or... Bible and good Christian books. Which one? The Bible and good Christian books. 
So replace. So we want to grow spiritually? Replace. Replace. So our priority is that. You want to grow healthy? Eat more healthy food. That's a principle, spiritually also. Okay? Alright, so I hope this, this question is answered thoroughly once and for all. And stop watching those things, list, um, playing with those things. Walk away from these things. Okay? So clear? Alright, so I'll answer the rest next week. We need to go down for lunch. Let us pray.